the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat. Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad, and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward, and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat. Wasn't that Chewing the Fat one? Yeah. No. Fine. Cheers. Shout out to Gastro Gaze, giving you a couple of weeks without saying hi. Listen to their podcast. I imagine it's really good. Bish bash bosh. Okay, Joe. What are we talking about today? We're talking about people getting angsty over the uh, uh, cancer research is it advert yes. that says obesity. If you're not very good at um, English, then the missing letters are E and T. No, the one that says what's the biggest thing that causes second second biggest preventable. I'm glad you looked at <laughs> the advert. So, I actually, I actually shut see, up. I actually did see it out the other week. We're going to talk about the ad campaign that's going around again. It's had a little resurgence. We have spoken about it before. The obesity is the second biggest preventable cause of cancer. It seems to get people up in arms. What's the first one? Smoking. I think so. Cool. I don't know. There's no poster for that. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just think it's very strange that if there's something that is preventable, I don't think it's strange actually, I don't know why, but it's <laughs> odd to me that if there's something that's preventable that could prevent you from getting cancer that's under your control, then why you would get upset and say that this is like kind of fat shaming or weight bullying, although I've possibly just made that up, <laughs> or, you know, kind of words to that effect that people shouldn't be told that you know I shouldn't be aware or made self-aware that this is something that they can actually change and help prevent I, I can't believe this is news that that this is like actually got any kind of traction I thought this would just be a few overweight people on the Daily Mail forum that I was reading getting a few upvotes but it appears to be I don't want to sound like a racist old man saying how oh, times have changed <laughs> times have changed for the worse but it does feel a bit like Oh, it's just it's just PC gone mad, isn't it? You know, what? Surely you just have to accept that if you are, I don't want to say partaking because people will say I eat four lettuce leaves and I'm overweight, but if you are in a detrimental position to your health that you don't want to be told about it. So my old man was or has been overweight for the majority of his life, uh, still is to be fair to him sorry Pops you're listening I know you won't be but just in case um, and never once did a doctor say to him I mean he was a big guy like at 5 foot 10 and like 17 stone there was a lot of weight for him to be carrying around and not, not once did a doctor say Mr Robinson you seriously need to drop some weight because yeah, this, this is, is real bad negative for you. effect yeah. on your health you know how you're quite red all the time and out of breath that's not a good thing um, and it's just because whether it's because you know in the doctor situation people won't listen or people don't want to hear it or it just causes more aggravation but ultimately if there's something you can do about it you know the analogy James used before with you know saying that I'm just going to go out in the sun and not put sun cream on what was it again I did obviously was listening slightly but not well not, yeah not it's the much. same thing isn't it? if you know kind of we are everyone knows that going out in the sun without wearing any kind of like sun protection 
or a, a full burka for Joe. Especially if you're a ginger child, because yeah. your mother will not let you outdoors. He's going to be, you know, possibly detrimental and can increase your risk of skin cancer. Yet no one is up in arms getting that information. Same thing with smoking. I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, nice and twilight. <laughs> you know, everyone's you know aware that smoking can increase your risk of cancer. But people don't get angsty about, you know, the pictures on cigarette packets. Everyone's kind of knackered lungs. It's not like Yeah. Everyone's kinda, you know, more than happy to see that. But then if you say actually, you know, if you fat's really bad for you. Yeah, if your BMI is, you know, higher than thirty, we can have a little BMI round as well if you want. You know, if if it's over thirty then you are increasing your risk of developing cancer. Now, why would you not want to know that? Why would you want to go in blissful ignorance and then possibly you know, develop cancer duty or weight when it's something that you could have changed. You know, if someone said, you know, living near a nuclear power plant will increase your risk of cancer, you'd want to know that. You know, I think it's, I always used to think, you know, there's so many different, I have a bit of a random memory wander here. When people say there's, you know, all these different things you can do, like does crispy bacon give you cancer, blah, blah, blah. And I always thought I wouldn't want to take all of those little precautions because then Sod's law is I will get, you know, one of the, one of the forms it's just you know genetic or whatever it's it's not something that you've done I always thought I was kind of risking myself with that but imagine if you got to the end of your days and someone said to you you know all those uh, don't try and touch me while I'm talking <laughs> you know you got to the end of your days and someone said all of those say chocolate biscuits you've eaten that has cut your life short by 10 years was it worth it to you the answer is surely always going to be a no so why would you not want if it's something so simple and so easy to adjust as that then why would you not want to know about that? You know, and then at least you know, because then you can make a change about it. And I guess, and I'm gonna say this with a deep breath and fingers crossed that no one listening to this is gonna get pissy about it. So get ready, I can see the slightly nervous look in your eye. Is when you get people who say, who are overweight and they say, I'm healthier than the slim people at work or other slim people that they know. And I think those are some of the people who get offended by this because they're being told they're unhealthy but in their minds, they are healthier than some other people. And but that's, we all know about comparison. Yeah, and that is possibly true. But there's always exceptions to rules, aren't there? There's always the person, I think it's called the Methuselah gene, for people who smoke till they're 100, yeah. eat crap every day, you know, and they will live to be 100, come what may. But they are the exceptions and not the rules. So, you know, science has proven this. Being overweight is the second... Give me, this, give me this stat, Jimmy. <laughs> Biggest preventable cause of cancer. Yeah, so there you go. It's on a cancer research poster. It's not something John down the pub has said. This is something you can work on that will reduce your chance of getting cancer. And who wouldn't want to reduce yeah. the risk? end of story. Done. Close the podcast. Not quite. Yeah, run. Get on the treadmill. Do something. So as, as you know, kind of Joe just said there in his example, you know, if you do get people who go, well, I'm... You know, fitter than some of the twenty-year-olds in my office. It doesn't matter because they might be in horrific shape. Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it's about <laughs> kind of what's best for you, you know, and that's not going to matter. You know, what I mean to your cells, and it's always going to be genetic. You're just increasing your risk, you know. So it's certainly not saying that everyone who is you know overweight will develop cancer or is unhealthy. There's yeah. going to be parts of those people that are really fit and healthy. You know, they might have a really strong cardiovascular system. You see people who are big people who can really move, they can really run for long periods of time. They are going to have strong cardiovascular systems. But there are other sides to health and fitness that goes beyond that. I'm not saying you have to have a rippling six-pack 
But, you know, thank, for me, you know, I'll do everything I can to stay as kind of fit and as healthy as I can into old age because I want to live there. Yes, I'm already here. <laughs> no, because I want to live a, you know, a, a kind of happy and healthy life and, you know, stick around for grandkids and, you know, be active. I don't want to be that person who falls over in the street because they've got no strength. Yeah. It's such a tough one, isn't it? Because it's that thing of, it depends on the kind of person you are. And despite the fact, I know I've seen Fenton is being dripped on by a leaky drink and he's throwing, it, throwing him off completely. You know, it depends on the kind of person you are. And as much as I might, you know, James may portray me as someone who's a bit brash, you know, might not take criticism too well. I would always like the guy who owns our gym will come over and tweak everything you everything you do a lot of things you're doing and it's for your own benefit and I'll always welcome stuff like that anyone who's got a criticism of sustained nutrition I'll always kind of at least listen to hear what they have to say because it can only make you better the more opinions you take on board the better it's going to be if you just you know cover your ears shove your head in the sand and say la 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 you're not going to get any better in comparison to the person who does listen just because you know you can't expect to always get what you want to hear you know you're going to you're going to change and improve by people picking up on your weak links and your weak spots and the things that you don't know about so listen <laughs> and engage this and if you don't want to that's cool but ultimately if it's for your own good then yeah yeah i think the fact that it's coming from a cancer charity that is trying to prevent people from getting cancer is it's not you know, a harassing, rude, derogatory comment on your lifestyle. It's people trying to help. Just like if it said, exercising will help reduce your risk, you know, of getting cancer. Would people be up in arms in that? It's just people don't like getting called out on stuff or, you know, feel uncomfortable doing it. I just find it quite odd. Yeah. It's a funny one, isn't it, I guess? And maybe it's because I'm not obese. Actually, maybe I am. I don't know. Well, let's talk about that, Joe. Let's talk about BMI. So, both myself and Joe are about six foot three. I probably got a bit shorter now. Hit forty. Five ten. And I'm about hundred and seven or eight kilograms. What are you in at? I am one hundred and seven. Okay, so both on the BMI scale, which is height, porky, I believe it. Yeah, height and weight <laughs> is calculated by. So we come out very high on it. So I think anything over thirty is. Clusters obese. I think to be, I think for me and you to be a normal weight, it's I think fourteen and a half yeah, is the upper limit, which I haven't been in a very long time. Right. If I could just get back to making my point, thanks. I'll talk about myself. <laughs> so we class as obese. So that's when people go, well, there you go. That's exactly you know. You look at both me and Joe, and I think we can agree that we are not obese. Softer on the edges. Yeah, possibly softer on the Festively edges. Plump. But because we work out a lot, we carry a lot of muscle <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, so BMI is great for general population. If you walk down your local high street or walk into your local supermarket, there's not going to be many people six foot three, you know, 107 kilos with large amounts of muscle. Or even just carrying large amounts of muscle for their frame. Yeah, BMI works for the general population, which the majority of people, as <laughs> hence the word general, hence the word general <laughs> yeah, fall into. So it is actually a pretty good measure of obesity or yeah. of you know kind of like your body weight your body shape your body fat so before people you know kind of jump on these people might be large people and saying oh BMI doesn't mean anything 
he probably does for them. You know, like I said, there's always going to be genetic outliers like myself and Joe, you know, who are bigger people. You know, it doesn't work for, you know, people who carry a decent amount of muscle or do a lot of training, but there's not that many people. Yeah, that, you know, is, that is in the Percentage-wise, yeah, of the population. Otherwise, it would be an absolutely useless metric. And obviously, it's been devised off the back of analysing human beings and seeing how much weight, you know, they should carry. Yeah, if you're if you're not, you know, kind of like a gym leader, like me and Joe, you know, obviously we've worked as personal trainers, we've got a lot of friends in the industry, so a lot of our friends are kind of big dudes. Yes. You know, who work out a lot. So BMI for us wouldn't work. But then if you're, you know, Sally who works in HR, odds are your friends are all jacked. Jacked and tanned. Yes, unlikely. Well, we're not definitely not tanned. I think that... I'm careful of going on a rant and stepping on more toes. Is when people say things like, you know, but I've got big legs, or I had, you know, there was a girl who I used to know from many moons ago who said she had big legs from dancing as a kid. She stopped dancing at like six years old. She didn't even have time to develop any muscle, you know. And it's it's that thing where people will convince themselves they do carry a lot of muscle. If you aren't squatting or deadlifting near your body weight, it's very unlikely you'll be carrying a large amount of muscle on your legs. I think that's a safe assessment. I look forward I agree, to yeah. someone challenging me in the comments. No, it's true. If you know, if, uh, especially for for women who find it hard to to build muscle, you know, if you're not regular lifting heavy weights, I mean, kind of, i.e., your body weight, that'd yeah, be a fair fair weight, wouldn't it? Then the odds are you're not kind of carrying around a lot of muscle. You're not going to get jacked doing things like body pump. You know, you might have a really muscular instructor, but I guarantee they will not just do the classes that they're doing. They will do their own training. They'll lift heavy weights. Yeah, and be very strong. Yeah. So I think that people just need to accept that these are kind of general numbers. And if you are way outside of it, then, you know, have a squeeze around your midriff and your legs and your arms and see how it feels. You know, if that's going to be as good a barometer, people talk about, you know, these body fat machines and things like that, just look in the mirror and have a little look. You know, I think it's what are the percentages. There's a thing a while ago of um, over, women over 30, 40% of overweight women over 40 50% of overweight women over 50 60% of overweight that's huge huge numbers of people fall into that category so just because you know you're not packing out a hoodie and you know your clothes are semi-comfy you may still be slightly overweight and you know I'm sorry to kind of say that but it might be the case not saying it is you might have you know you might be extremely strong you might carry a, a low level of body fat and be above those numbers but on the whole, people aren't drifting off now. I guess so. So to get back on it, for me personally, if you could tell me, you know, if you told me that one of the habits that I did, you know, if you said like, you know, living where you are living right now has increased the risk of you getting cancer. Getting shot or stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> Odds are. Um, then that is something that I want to know. And then I could make the decision whether I wanted to act on it. I wouldn't get, you know, really pissy and offended by someone saying, you know, where you're living now can increase your risk of getting cancer. I'd be like, you know what? Thanks for letting me know. I'm going to think about moving. <laughs> yeah, you can only, you know, you can only work with the knowledge that you have and somebody giving you more knowledge with which to take stock from should only be a good thing. You shouldn't get arsy about it. Yeah. Embrace the knowledge. Yeah, so wind your next in. <gasps> so I think that'll do us. I would like to think, I would like to think that most of the people who follow us and you know, comment on our stuff and engage in our material, that would all be stuff they agree with. I think it tends to be people on 
who don't have the knowledge or they they aren't actively looking for it you know they aren't following people like us they just want to they read one statement on the front of a newspaper and then go yeah. from there you'll often get you know people will see 20 studies or 20 papers or 20 articles and 19 of them will go against what they you know they think and then the one that they agree with is the one that they'll read and they'll go well this one's right and they'll ignore the 19 other ones yeah so often people try and find you know the diet truth coke. that they want diet coke isn't it like is aspartame aspartamine yeah. whichever way you say it I think go, I just said the latin gonna kill you know, gives you cancer most people most studies will say no but there's some people out there who will push it and then they're the ones that I'll listen to so yeah happy yes I believe so so thank you very much for listening Prentice says goodbye another edition of Round the Houses Rants from <laughs> <laughs> a collection of rants good night God bless